0: Welcome to Talking Halos, this is Derek Ciapala with John Crane and Jared Timms. We're here to give you another full episode of the show. And right off the top of the bat, we've got some good stuff coming in because a certain somebody is now, surprise, surprise, okay it's not really a surprise, we're being reported as the number one target for a manager by the Los Angeles Angels. I'm going to start off right away. John, how you doing tonight, man?
2: uh it's it's dodger uh playoff time right now middle of the game i don't even know what the score is jared i saw jared updating the atlanta braves game but i don't have that it was what
0: two nothing before for the nationals over the dodgers i don't even go, know i haven't
2: even go checked. I've been upstairs go Nationals. yeah go yeah go nationals <laughs> definitely go nats yeah
1: go nats jared how you doing? I'm I'm doing good today. You know, watching football, watching some baseball. Two nothing is the score right now for you guys who seem to be out of the loop. But it is two nothing. Um, but other than that, you know, Tom Brady had another good game. I think they won, oh, so they had oh. had a good game, right? I mean,
0: they're playing the red the Redskins. Come on, It's like well, high school versus middle school.
1: It's one of those things. It's still yeah. Pee wee,
0: a win's a win. Pee wee, Tom Brady. You and your you and your Tom gosh, no. gosh! I can't even I can't even go there right now. My Rams have lost to Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl, and you dare the first thing you do is bring up Tom Brady in the show? Well,
2: I can't I can't even handle this. First, I, I'm uh, welcome to the show. I'm really a I'm really sacrament. happy we added Jared to the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just here to antagonize me. <laughs> what I'm here All for? Right.
0: Let's start fights. So so there's actually a lot going on. Uh, Before you even get there, we do want to ask you to head over to Apple Music, leave us a review. We really appreciate that nice five-star review. They're wonderful to get. Helps us move the charts. Helps us get some good information out there as well. Gives us feedback that's positive. If you want us to earn that, if you want us to earn that five-star review, please email us at talkandhalos.gmail.com and give us your feedback. And if you're a new listener and enjoying the show, do us a solid, please. Leave a review, but also let an Angels fan know about our podcast. Your support has meant the world to us throughout the season, especially as we get to know people more on a one-on-one basis. We are very much a grassroots podcast. We're not the kind of podcast that's going to go out there and get all corporate, even though my company, Great Iron Media, owns the podcast. It's more about getting to know you as fans, engaging you, getting you, Getting better at talking baseball across the board and, and the, across the LA fan base. And uh, it really means a lot to us. There is one more thing that I kind of want to bring up. And about the about the Apple Music reviews, we got a review. We got our first, I can't believe it's after, I think, 30, 39 or 45 star reviews, we got our first less than one star review. Dun, dun, dun.
2: Now, less than five star review. Less the than first five. Less you than, can't go less like, than
0: one. I think they gave us like a three. And what yeah, they said, you said was. less than one star. Oh, geez. My math. This is why I'm not a math teacher. I can't count the five. It's, what, it's all social studies for me. But a three star review, and I normally. I know that stuff doesn't bother me. A review is a review, is what you get. But then when you say something like this, it just kind of irked me the wrong way. The person wrote and said, you if, something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing here for the love of all that's good and holy, or something like that, um, get John off your podcast. And he had Al Smith as a title. So obviously he just listened to the last show where John was upset about how Al Smith was fired. And Jared and I were a little more a little more measured in our response about it. And I briefly just want to say this. This is not a show for baseball elitists. I am very much the kind of person who will come on here and try and take my fandom out of talking Angels baseball as much as I can because I want to be objective. It's the journalist in me. I just because I'm covering my favorite team, but I'm gonna be fair and honest about them. Jared, I know you're an Angels fan, right, Jared? Yes, I am. I mean, although we strongly suspect you're you're a closet Dodgers fan, strongly suspect this. <laughs> okay. Um, he knew but, the score. He knew the score right off the bat, just like. <laughs> but That's he nationals and five. Yeah, hey, oh, not five. Okay, now he also does the best he can to present information and facts. John, though, was not brought on this podcast to do that. John was here; was brought on the podcast to be who he is. He's a fan. He loves this team. He's emotional about this team. If you don't want to have that normal person kind of non-baseball least point of view then we're not the podcast for you you're going to have to be somebody else because in order for people to have a great baseball conversation we want to actually talk to everybody not everybody thinks about baseball the way i do i've kind of trained up over the years to try and stay objective and try and leave the emotion out of it, even though sometimes it's impossible Uh, Jared, it seems like he's gone that same path. And all of those things in common are you get involved in journalism long enough, it's hard to just break out and be a fan all over again. For John, he's never been that way. John is just somebody who loves the game and loves the experience, and I would never ask that of him to just put it away or ask that. We want those conversations. We want to get the emotion in there, and if we have to, add the logic in. And sometimes, logic will win. Actually, a lot of time logic will win, but sometimes the, the emotion will win, and the reason why it does is because, you know, this game is more than just a, a bunch of numbers, so if you are expecting just a straight baseball talk, uh, you know, all logic, all the time, all everything, I'm sorry we are the wrong podcast for you. John... Is the heart and soul of our podcast in many ways. He's kind of the conscience of it. He's one of you know. He's feeling something that I'm not allowing myself to feel. He'll bring it out and we'll talk about it. Uh, same for Jared here. You know. So again, one last time, if you're expecting a straight baseball, all um, logic based, no emotion allowed, it's just the wrong show for you. Okay, and that's okay. And that's okay. And if you have feedback about stuff like that, email us first, please. Because, you know, we want to hear that stuff from you. Just to kind of, if that's the only reason you're going to give us a bad review or a medium review or whatever review it is, it's kind of lame, to be honest with you. Because that hurts us long term because you haven't even talked to us about our philosophy in a podcast. So there you go. I'm done. Was that a fair
2: rant, guys? Yeah, it's a fair rant. I just I just look at it as I'm here and right from the very start when you reached out to me to asking me you know we had a we were texting back and back and forth and I and finally I'm like I thought is this guy really asking me to be on an angels podcast me why is he asking me and I get you know like I said a lot of our of a lot of our uh, in fact maybe even the topics tonight are things where I, I just say what I think off the top of my head and then. You, Derek, and now Jared, are there to actually counterpunch me if I'm wrong. Sometimes even say, yeah, John, I agree, I agree with you. Um, but I, but no, there's not a lot of, uh, like I said, when you ask me a stat-based question, you hear uh, silence. Um, so because I'm not a huge... Uh, Stat guy, I just a, a, a guy who likes to go to Angel Stadium, likes to uh, meet the players, uh, likes to uh, enjoy the game, and hopefully they win. Hopefully, uh, and root for the team. That's what I'm all about.
0: And Jared, you, you bring a different dimension as well. You've come in, you know, a big passion for farm systems. You're a young guy. You've got, you, get, you look at the game in a whole different perspective than we do. And um, what are your thoughts overall on what you want this podcast to be?
1: No, I, I like what we got going on here. You know, it's uh, it's one of those one of those things where, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. Derek is Derek's the man here. And then, you know, John, the big fan. And then myself, who does uh, a lot of the numbers and such. You know, it, it seems like uh, almost a, a perfect trio. You know, like a five for five meal type of thing, you know, <laughs> <What's> going on. <laughs> three but for you, three,
2: I guess, yes, I guess.
0: I guess basically, Bye. I guess a safe way of saying it, if you don't want diversity of conversation... You know you got to find somebody else and that's okay some people don't like having a diversity conversation we're gonna have that we've had some people on the show who we can vehemently disagree with vehemently disagree with because we want to hear their side and and quite frankly too it's if I can if I can blow up their arguments if I'm right and I can't blow up their arguments I'm gonna try because that's my job but that's all about talking baseball and talking about the subject in hand. Tonight's subject in the hand, though, reportedly from Buster rolling earlier, and I think some other folks also reported it, the Angels' number one target, surprise, surprise, and I mean that sarcastically, Joe Madden. and then he's supposed to interview it then tomorrow morning. I'm going to go over to Jared first. Jared, what are your thoughts on this, and what are the percentages you think this will be a done deal?
1: It sounds like it's uh, getting pretty close to. I mean, not, I don't know how close it's getting to be done, but it sounds like it's getting, you know, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty, you know, interesting here. Uh, I, I'm kind of intrigued by all this because if you look at, you know, player wise, and even going last year with Osmus, there wasn't a whole lot of stuff getting out to the public about, you know, what was kind of going on or who's getting interviewed. I mean, I think we heard you know, uh, after all the interviews, maybe honestly, probably a couple of days or maybe even a week after some interviewees were interviewed that that person interviewed. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that all this is getting out so quickly. Um, so, you know, I mean, when that happens for me, it leads me to believe that, you know, maybe some of this stuff isn't necessarily true. Uh, but, y- you know, it, it, Buster and Ken and all those guys, they have the blue check mark for a reason. So I, honestly it could be totally wrong with this but it does you know bring some big question marks for me about you know if this is you know actually kind of ha- happening right now so let's um let, let's not put all our you know eggs in a basket until it's done and set and ready to go because you know it, it Albert Poole wasn't supposed to be an angel until five minutes, you know, before it happened. So uh, you just you never know. And I'm going to stick with that. You know, you just you never know until it actually happens.
2: John. Well, I just say with with if if this is true, I know I've been reading the same thing said that Madden wants to uh, reportedly has wants to be. An angel, the manager of the angels. And if he wants to be the managers, and we and we blew out Osmus as quickly as we did for the first year, I think we did it for a reason. Um, I don't think it was just to fire him and then go on an exhaustive search. I think somebody became available and it wasn't coincidence Um, much to, I guess, maybe some people's opinion. I'm actually not opposed to hiring Madden. I just, I actually think of that as an actual, there's a reason why we let go of Osmus. I just don't, I, this hang time in between of letting go of Osmus and hiring him as leaves a lot of questions for me. It's, Um, I mean, you know, if the man comes available and that's the that's who Epler's dreamed of, though, you know, and already dream of and he becomes available, then it makes more sense to me getting rid of Osmus. But um, if they don't get him, you know, I don't know, unless they have another plan, you know, another another manager out there. So as long as it's not somebody as far as as I'm concerned, as long as it's not somebody like Brad Osmus again, uh, I don't have a problem. With with uh, and I I do anticipate him being signed as a manager. What do I know though? I just read the I just read Bleacher Report and Orange County Register.
0: It's weird because we go. All three of us were saying, "Yeah, I don't see that happening," for various reasons. Mostly because we we all thought it wasn't a fit. And throughout the week, you know, it's obvious that some people know more than we do. (laughs) So you know, the Angels are clearly pursuing him. He's clearly pursuing them. And that's going to bring a lot of questions about philosophy. This is a franchise that has moved more and more towards analytics. And I'm not saying that over the course of time, Joe madden has been opposed to analytics. I'm not saying that at all. But the current regime that Billy Upler's built is much more analytics-based built than what we've seen from Madden in the past. But, you know, the Rays have been longtime folks of analytics, and he managed their... The Cubs and Theo Epstein has focused somewhat on analytics. I, I'm really interested in seeing the matchup because it's clear now the Angels organization is not the same as it was just five years ago. The philosophy of the organization is not the same as it was. And this, you know, this brings up a discussion you and I, John, were even having before the show started about, about Madden and about the Angels and, and how much of a fit he is. But I also want people to remember that Madden's 65 now before he even left the organization to, to manage the Rays, he had been with the Angels for 31 years. So I would have to think that it would be a, a great way in his mind to cap his career by coming back and managing a team that I'm sure has his heart. When you're, when you're with a team for 31 years, it has your heart. You know, you can go be somewhere else. You win a World Series somewhere else, but... He's such a key part of this team's history. He played a major role in development of players like Tim Salmon. And for the opportunity for him to end his career managing the Angels would probably mean a lot to him. I'm not sure how if you guys see things the same way I do. I'm gonna go with John first. What do you think?
2: Uh, I just uh, I just had a my brain just dropped. I had a point. Now you I kept give me well, just a that, second. But that's here.
0: nothing that's nothing out of the order. <laughs>
2: No, I. Uh, we'll give you a second,
1: Jerry. What do you think? Yes, <laughs> it, it makes it makes a lot of sense, you know. You you go from the Cubs, who, in you know all, all aspects of the game were very similar, minus the pitching side, to the Angels, and you bring you come to you know your hometown team. You're like you said, Madden was with the Angels for 31 years. It makes you know a lot of sense um, to come back here, have, coach under. You know, you have the best player in baseball signed long-term. You have, you know, one of the best young two-way players. I mean, the best young two-way player coming off of Tommy John, going to be pitching next year, possibly for you. And you have, you know, one of the best young prospects in baseball coming up very soon, if not by, you know, on opening day next year. Um, So if you go and get, you know, a, a couple pitchers or two, you're right back where you were with the Cubs and, possibly you know getting pretty close to a pretty close to a world series to be honest so it, it, it makes a lot of sense but and then at that point you bring up the age which does then start to worry me how many years does joe madden really have left you know i mean he's Five years away from being seventy, is he going to manage till he's 70, 75? Does that really fit the mold? You know, I mean, that's that's all things you're going to have to kind of consider. So, John, do you do you get your point back yet? Yes, I did.
2: <laughs> My whole point was this whole podcast since we started. Well, very very early on when the season kind of took took it went south, we said we our theme was the plan, the plan, and the plan is what I consoled myself when they fired Mike Sosha. Because our non-renewed is contract, excuse me. Um, So when they let go of Socia, they said, we have a plan. I do see the free agency plan. I saw all that. But and then this is the manager that is going to execute the plan. So after one season of the plan, which was this was not even the plan to win this year, they kick him out and bring into what I consider, I understand he has more analytical knowledge, but it's like, okay, well now the plans change. We're just going to blow out this, this handpicked manager of Billy Epler's to put him in with an old school Joe Madden. Again, I understand Joe Madden has more knowledge, you know, more analytical knowledge than Sosha uh, But I just, it just, I guess that's why I have such a, had a problem uh, losing um, them letting go of Osmus after one season, because, I thought we had a plan here and this was the guy that was going to help you execute the plan. And, and we didn't have players on the field for that plan last year, but we should have more players on the field this, this next coming season. So I just don't, it doesn't make sense to change the manager mid plan, but Joe Madden became available. So I think that's the plan now. Well, I think it does. I think it makes a lot of
0: sense in a lot of ways. I had a discussion with, with Dan Garcia from all angels podcast and about this very same thing, and two points you brought up was a why why is the, you know why do people believe that Joe Madden's a social guy? And that was a good point to make because the reality is Joe Madden was there before Sochi was there, and it's easy to say, well, hey, he was on social staff. It doesn't mean they're not individuals. They're not robots. they not. They don't have the same programming. I'm sure they got along fine. I'm sure they, obviously they work together fine, but they're not the same people. So it's not a given that you'll have Mike Socha two if Madden comes back and, and takes the charge. And then two, a manager will draw free agents. Joe Madden will help draw free. Agents. I'm not saying he will him alone will draw a free agent, but if you are giving if you're giving Garrett Cole a choice between playing for Brett Ausmus and playing for
2: Joe Madden, which way do you think he leans? I'd say Joe Madden. Yeah, Joe Madden. Joe Madden. I would say Joe Madden, too. And that's a point somebody made with me on social media. But, again, uh, I just always circle it back to, well, Socha's uh, players' managers, too. So, again, we let go of Socha, who is a players' manager, uh, replaced him with Brad, and now we're going to bring in Joe Madden because he's a players' manager to attract free agents. Uh, though I do understand he's a different manager, and well, I, do, I definitely see a, there is a difference.
0: But, John, here's one key thing. Osmus has had limited success, and some of it is not his fault. I got, we lose the email that somebody sent to us. Very nice person who sent us an email making his case as to why Osmus's firing was justified, that you could evaluate him. And, I mean, I disagree. We, I think all three of us probably do disagree in terms of um, whether or not you can or can't evaluate him. I believe you can't because, because you, how are you going to evaluate something when you're given very little to start with? And then everything falls apart in you. If, and, if, and if you're going to make the argument on evaluation, you can't... To me, it's, it's garbage to focus it on September and, August, in September and August when everybody's getting hurt and you're facing the toughest schedule in the league and ignore what they did for most of July after somebody passed away. I think that's really kind of an unfair thing to do to Asmus. But even so, it doesn't matter. Because if management is looking at who they have, and where they're going, and they decide, listen, we need to win now. And I'm not sure that Brad will win now, but I think Joe Madden will. Then they can have absolutely no reason to fire the guy. And they can go fire him and go hire the guy they want. That's the name of the game. It's not about somebody doing something wrong. We We don't know what their evaluations on on Brass's word. Well, what we do know is that the evaluations on Joe Madden in terms of his resume across the board, there are a few active managers right now who can compare. Is he a perfect manager? No. And the fact that he's 31 years at the Angels organization, adding what he meant to that organization, and it still does, then it makes
1: a lot of sense. Jared? Just take a back step. How do we? How do we know Brad Ausmus or even Mike Socio are players managers? You know, I. I mean, we we know. I, I'm pretty sure we know that. Joe Madden is a players manager. I mean all the reports that we we've, we've heard about Joe Madden and everything that you know everything that's happened with that and the, the, during the World Series year and every, you know spring training and all the jokes they play and all that. I mean we 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 pretty we're pretty sure we know that Joe Madden is a players manager. But how do we know that Brad Ausmus was a players manager? How do we know that Sochi even was a players manager? Do we do we, do we know that? i'm I'm not
2: claiming auspice was but i i guess just by as long as he'd been with that mike social was a catcher i mean he's a he's a very approachable guy i just i just always assumed him to be a a a players manager but you're right i don't have any uh analytical data to back that up
0: well i can go back in time and this is just purely memory and well, First things first, when early on in the year when when folks were discussing especially in, on the Angels media section there you know, Ausmus, the point that they made was Ausmus did allow for a more relaxed locker room. It was more uh, it was more free in terms of what was going on there. I I would say that Ausmus is a former player, played over 20 years in the league. He was the kind of guy that was always seen as the smartest guy in the room. That's both good and bad in many ways. So, the one problem with him is everything that happened with the Angels involving Austin's happened behind closed doors. The only time you ever really heard Austin say much of anything was when Tyler Skaggs died. Other than that, you barely ever heard much from him. And that could be good, in that you know there's nothing really major happening in the locker room or you hear about it. But it could also be bad, because you have no idea what kind of relationship he's formed with those players. The flip side of it would be Mike Socha. Mike Sosha if I remember way, way back, and I I don't think, Jared, you remember because you're a little younger than us, but early on in Mike Soch's career at the Angels, he was viewed very much as the player's guy. But If you pay attention late to what some folks have said, including a couple people we've interviewed, you can get the impression that by the time he had moved on... He was. It was very much his way or the highway in that clubhouse, and it was very much more of a. I don't want to say it's a bad clubhouse playing or anything like that, but a much more straightforward, disciplined clubhouse that had certain expectations that weren't to me as conducive for it, a little more of a, a loosey goosey, relaxed clubhouse as to what you would think Joe Mag run. So I don't think the comparisons to Mike Socha are fair. I don't think any kind of comparison to the is fair. I think Jared, your point in that you don't know, is... I think it's a bit more... Uh, that's the word I'm looking for. It's a bit more... It's deeper than that. It's more of a, like an onion from Shrek. <laughs> the layers to an, an onion. Onion. The, the truth is that managers and people are people. They, they change over time. And how they handle the ball club change over time. But let's also think of this one thing. Mike Sosha was getting criticized for how he managed that team going all the way back to like 2004 and 2005, just two years after he won a World Series. And then he lasted for like 14 years afterwards, always being criticized. That's going to have an effect on you one or the other. So I can't say that either one would be a player's manager or not. We know Joe Madden has been over his career. Joe Madden has made an impact on people. If you go read Tim Salmon's book, he talks about the impact Joe Joe Madden made. Does, he's not he's not super deep into it or anything, but he definitely talks about it. Jared, what are your thoughts?
1: No, I I, I totally agree with you guys. I mean, I, I totally agree with you, Derek, on that one. That you know, I mean, we. I mean, for me, it's all. Maybe not for me in general, but I mean, for a lot of people, it's just it's just speculation on what they see on the outside. We we don't see what goes on behind closed doors. You know, we don't see are you a lot of times we don't see like i'm I'm sure that there were arguments in angels clubhouse this year that we didn't even hear about i'm sure that there were meetings that went on team meetings that went on that we didn't even hear about you know I, there's there's a lot of stuff that the public just doesn't doesn't know about and but, i mean it's it's a it's a tough thing for people to swallow that that they don't know everything that goes on but it's just it's it's one of those things where you just you, you don't know what actually goes on so yeah
2: John, last all, thoughts on all, this. I, all, all I know is what I see on the field and what I, you know. So I mean, same with Osmus, The difference and the difference and whoever whoever the manager is this year, I'm going to get a picture. I'm going to get a picture with them at spring training. It's uh, my goal, uh, though. I have put it out there for debate on whether or not I should, since I've gotten a picture since with associate uh, two years and a picture with Osmus last year. Pardon? Well, you cut out a little Did bit. Say I, was say asking,
0: say, for your, I was asking. You say oh, I was asking. Oh, I was just
2: I say I put it out there on social media whether I should take a picture with whoever the manager is this year at spring training because I've done it two years in a row and both of those that was their last year with the club. Um, so I, I don't know. I just I guess I just have a personal affection. My wife has a personal affection to Socia, so I just and have had the occasion to briefly meet him on a couple occasions, and uh, I just have again. This is all emotional for me.
0: Yeah, you're you're quite the emo guy here. I'm just saying. Quite. The what do emo you mean? Quite is. the email guy? I mean, I can't believe how emo you are about him.
2: Honestly, email. Oh, oh, emo. you're saying you're not saying e- you are emo. emo about him. Emo. He's yes. a good guy. You know, even like I said when I went to Brad Ausmus, you know, I, I wasn't excited to have him, but last year at spring training, I screamed over at him, to, "Hey, my, hey, come on over here and take a picture with my buddy." And he looked at us like. I have the last thing on planet Earth. I want to do is walk over to that man, and then he walked over to us and took a picture with us and smiled big. So I mean, I you know, it's, I, it's a fan's game. I, you know, it's it's for you're there for the fans. I understand, but winning is very important, and I do want to win, and I expect you to win. Whoever our manager is, and that's the other thing too. Again, I still, I'm going to repeat it again. I can't believe I sound like I'm defending Ausmus, but I am. Whoever the manager is this year is going to have a vastly superior season to last season. And so Ausmus is just going to forever go down as this really failed manager during the worst season in Angels history. And the next manager is going to come in as a savior, um, I again, I and I hope he does, and I hope he wins a hundred games, and we go to the playoffs. And I'm not on a podcast right now. I'm actually watching the Angels play in the playoffs next year. At this time, that's all I, I got to say. I disagree. Uh, not the
0: last part. I I disagree over, you know, how he'll go down in history. I think Broussin's. For the young buck who thinks they know everything, will look back in history and say, "Yeah, he must have really been horrible." The people who remember this season, who after a while get some objectivity, because right now a lot of fans aren't going to think that. Well, a lot of fans are thinking he was seventy-two and ninety, and, and so on. they're not going to—they're going to think he was horrible. And the truth is, we don't know. We don't know how horrible he would have been because he didn't have a team all year. He didn't have an actual functional roster had no pitching staff from the get-go his order was never together for more than a couple games he lost all of his power players with the exception of of all people out or pool holes at by the end of the year so it's really hard to for him to be properly evaluated again that's me to screen the person that one person who emailed us uh, so most of us who know the team and know know what happened are gonna look back and go, man, I feel bad for Brown's Osmonds. So hope he gets another chance sometime down in the future to, to lead a team. We know that he didn't really get a full shot here. That's what I think most of us down the line will think of him with. Right now, who knows? It just depends on you know what side of the bed you woke up with the morning on.
1: Jared? Yeah, you know, I don't I don't think a lot of people will understand it um, at all, unfortunately. And I I, I think that Osmus you know, like you guys said it, he's just gonna get a bad shake, unfortunately, when it comes down to the history books of angels baseball. But uh, I, I just don't think a lot of people will really understand, you know the what actually happened when that went down this season unless you were you know really really clued in on the season. I mean, you can complain all you want about you know the, the development of the players. You can complain all you want about the pitching staff being bad, never being here and all that. But you know there's just so much I feel like so much more went on during this season that awesomeness might, you know, probably get blamed for in in the history books, and it's just he's, he'll always be that guy that's just going to kind of get the bad shake, unfortunately.
0: And that's a shame. It's a shame, and he gets he gets a lot of the bad shape, uh, a lot of the the bad comments about Detroit too. And most people don't realize it really wasn't his fault. Dombrowski is the one who botched that up. Now, did he was he able to do anything to stem the change and and stop the bleeding? No, but did he what do you see the cause of the Tigers demise? Absolutely not. So it's very unfair to Brad Osmus that things went down the way they did, but this is a game where you need to win. Especially my Trout, you need to win now. You can't wait 5 years. You can't wait and see how the rest of the upper class works and develops. They have to win. They have to start that now. And even if they don't get all the way next year, they need to make that positive ground and at least there's enough of a foundation in in the farm system for that to happen. So all right folks, we have a couple more things to talk about. We have some mailbag questions to answer, but first we do want to just say to you, we're looking for sponsors. We could really use a couple to help keep the lights on here. So if you're interested in helping us out and just doing some advertising with us. Email us at talkinghills@gmail.com or you can give us a voicemail at 657 666 665453 We'll get back to you. We have all kinds of numbers to share with you in terms of where we are right now as a podcast and we would love to hear from you. All right, one more thing. We are part of the Big Heads Podcast Network. Check out this promo about one of their podcasts to see if you would be interested in checking it out. Here you go.
2: I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. Each week, we give a comedically informative take on movies, music, television, video games, and much more. Put your shades on and listen to all episodes on SuperMediaBrosPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah! Shades on! We're off!
0: Alright, guys. So mailbag we had a couple mailbag questions that popped in today a couple of them were really interesting. let's try and keep them remotely sh- you know remotely short answers here but the first question i want to just ask i'll start with jared first jared the this comes from let me say just lost the person's name elaine carlson she actually writes a couple different questions here she wants to know will Moreno spend up to if not past the luxury tax this offseason
1: well first off hi Elaine and uh, second off I don't know if he goes over the luxury tax but definitely expect uh, this team to spend some money this offseason so you know that that's and on pitching and they're probably gonna have to go out and get a, maybe a, a catcher or you know another utility guy out there so it'll be int- it'll be another interesting offseason spend early spend often John
2: I absolutely expect him to stand up to the, the at least to the salary cap. He's after this last season, and they cut a lot. We're going to cut cut a lot of fat off of the. I don't mean any disrespect to any players, but there's going to be a lot of people dropping off this roster. And the whole expectation of this last season was setting up for this season. So yes, I agree. I think he's going to spend. Hopefully early, but he is going to spend.
0: All right, so that leads it to me. I don't. I, I would say this: watch what happens with their star signing. In other words, what I mean is, if it's Cole, or if it's somebody else, or their top dog. If they go out there and they get their top dog, then I would expect them to keep going and possibly go to the luxury tax because that means if they get that top goal, if, if Garrett Cole is their guy, and he's the one they're going to put years into, I would expect them to go out there and even get more support for him and the rest of the roster to make sure that there's a winning foundation while the rest of the farm system keeps going. Now, if they are unable to sign Cole or are unable to sign the next best guy, then I'll expect them to spend more money for sure. I'll expect them maybe go a little more diverse as well in how they, they spend that money, but I don't see them potentially going up to the salary cap at that point. I think they'll try and save a little bit for next year if they need to, if they don't find that guy this year who they could be their born ace. They're definitely going to go for it. They're, they're going to go hard. For an ace this year. I really believe that. But there's always competition. And you could never know for sure. Elaine has a second question. Speaking of Cole. Are we really all in on getting Cole. As our ace. And I'll start here. And then I'll go to John. And finish with Jared. Because Jared had a little bit of a different opinion before. And I would say absolutely yes. I think if you have money. And you need pitching. It's kind of a no brainer you go after the guy. doesn't mean you'll get him, but you go hard after him. The advantage Angels have is he, that he's from the area, and that's very helpful to what you need. But overall, you still go for him. If you swing and miss, you swing and miss, but you go after him and you go hard, and I think the odds are
2: decent they'll get him. John? I uh, Ditto just about everything you said. You have a fan base who is, this is a local guy, uh, free agent available, fills a void that we have a chasm in right now in starting pitching um so yes I think they if we do not get Cole, uh Garrett Cole it's because he chose another team I don't think it's going to be because of what we offer him uh yeah so I think it's all I think I think it's Cole or, or it's not Cole or bust because then they're gonna have to I just hope it doesn't I hope if they don't get some key starters we don't just put off another season like this last one but i think that i think i'm i'm hopeful we're gonna get cole
1: i'm jared i you know she she actually said it right you know reality check there's gonna be 29 probably 29 i guess other teams in on garrett cole looking to looking to sign him so there's a there's a i mean all things add up to Signing with the Angels and it makes it makes a lot of sense. It's a perfect fit, just like Joe Madden. Both these guys are absolutely perfect, perfect fits. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world if the Angels don't sign him. I'll say that right now. There are you know quite a few different you know interesting guys that you know are available that you can go get um, that you don't have to spend thirty to thirty-five million dollars on every year. So it's, it's not, you know, and, and Garrett Cole hasn't, you know, knock on wood. I'm watching him in the playoffs. He was he was unbelievable last night, or was it two nights ago? I think it was last night. Unbelievable whenever he pitched last, and he's, he was unbelievable down the stretch, and he's going to win Cy Young this year without a doubt. But he hasn't had an arm injury yet. Knock on wood to that, and, and you know how angels and arm injuries are, and, you know, if it and, you know, there's a lot of things that have to go around. Right. I mean, you look at the free agency, kind of like, you you look at the draft you know you're gonna go into you're gonna go into the, sit down in a meeting and you're gonna find the guys you like and garrett cole's gonna be on top of a lot of people's lists to go get because he is a game changer he will go out there and he he will he will get he, he will he's gonna put you in a playoff position and on a lot of teams that you put him on so so it, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be kind of kind of interesting to see who they have after garrett cole because it you know it they, everybody has a really good chance. I mean, like like we all said, and like everybody said, it's a perfect fit and it makes so much sense. But it it's not for sure. You know, the Astros, they came out that the Astros may be looking at re-signing him too. So you you just, you never know.
0: It'll be difficult for, I mean, the course guests are going to try and sign him, but it'll be difficult where they're going to find the money for that. If they want to keep Cole, they're going to have to find some other options in terms of spending and who someone's going to move, basically is what I'm trying to say. They can't keep that triple-headed monster. That's a lot of money invested just in starting pitching alone for a market down there in Houston that's not able to, to support support them exactly like say a New York team or even an LA team. So we'll see on that, but I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening. A lot of people believed early on when we talked to the gentleman from Houston earlier this year. He mentioned he didn't believe that would happen. That that Cole would definitely with the Astros. My thought process is that was also before the big trade at the deadline. And all of a sudden they have grinky there and they're paying him a bunch of money. So I have my doubts. I really do. If the Astros keep him, then that's, that's what happens. But at the very least, expect Cole to check the market and try and drive that price up. Why wouldn't he? And there's... Probably a likelihood that some teams can pay more for him than the Astros can.
2: And that includes well, the Angels. Hasn't that been that's kind of been one of your your criticisms of if there is a criticism, well there are criticisms of Epler, is that it's not that we didn't go out and, and offer money last year. It's that we didn't close the deal. And is why we reverted to this one year contract plan, am I correct? Well they had they had
0: What's his name? i um, from Washington. Come on, guys. I'm having a brain fart here. Corbin. They had Corbin evaluated around, what four years, around 100 mil, something like that, and they were going to go above that, but Corbin's not the same as Cole, and you can't bank on last year. This year, I think they're actually a little more desperate to win that race as well, and desperation adds money, so I would say you, you can look back at last year and look for times when the Angels had not been willing to spend that kind of money, but let's be honest. What's really holding them back for winning right now? starting pitching that's what's holding the back so they go hard jared uh
1: question here for you guys one last one before we get on to the next question uh from myself though would you rather have garrett cole or would you rather have hunjin rayu and madison Baumgartner? <sighs> oh man <laughs> see the fan side of me
2: says go for garrett cole um, um, but uh, I, I think I, I want two pitchers So if you're saying that's my only choice I think I would go with Now I, I'm going to go Garrett Cole Because it's more long term I think He's a younger guy right oh, no, He he and uh, He and uh,
0: Bum Gunner is about the same age I would say that I don't have, really have faith At all in Bum Gunner Coming over and being Great any, anymore. I think he's past his peak. I think with Cole, he hasn't really had any major arm injuries. That, to me, is almost a red flag these days. <laughs> he's due, right? But I would say, with Ryu, he's 33 years old. How many years are you going to give him? How much are you willing to spend total between the two of them? I think... I think you want to go for the splash. I think you want to go for the... The one person who you know will definitively be worth the money, even if he's not. What I mean by that is you can look back and say, We went all we finally went and did it. We went and got a star, we went and got the kind of guy we need to help turn this franchise around. And even if it gets hurt in a couple of years, you can look back and go, at least they went for it. Unfortunately we have a lot of fans today that forget that he went for it and that's how we got in this position to begin with. <laughs> but you know, that's I think, oh gosh, Jared, that's a great question, man. I'm kind of battling myself on it. I think it depends on what their options are behind coal. That's kind of. I don't think it's a binary choice. You need to know: are they going to sell on coal alone? I don't think they will. So, who's next in line behind coal? If they get coal, who who would they be
2: looking for? That's a question that I I would want to ask. We just can't settle for one pitcher, so they They're have to get, get
0: somebody small.
1: else with them. Pardon?
0: You you, you just said that we, they can't just take
1: one, Jared. No, I, I I agree, and that that kind of you know you we, we we went back on it. Like I, I think I said it I don't know, like two weeks ago or something. You know that you don't you don't necessarily need to go get Garrett Cole. You do you do. Don't get me wrong, you totally do. But it's not the end of the world if you don't get Garrett Cole. You know, not, not, not at all there. You, you guys both had to really think about that. If you go get Bumgarner and you go get Ryu and then you go make a trade for, I mean, I don't know, maybe let's say a Jake DeGrom or somebody like that, who's almost as, if not better than Garrett Cole in, in a way. And you got DeGrom, uh, Shohei Otani coming back, uh, Madison Bumgarner, Hunjin Ryu, Andrew Heaney and Griffin Caney in a six-man rotation. And, you know, you really didn't, I mean, you, did you really, you spent this about the same amount, and then you go, you're, you're going to make a trade as well this offseason, let's just say that. You're, you're definitely going out, and more than likely, you're going to make a trade for a starting pitcher as well, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's the way you go. And then you keep the depth as well. So that's, you know, another interesting way you can go there. And, you know, a sneak peek into an article that I'm writing, so I'm just going to throw that in the, <laughs> the mix as well. I <laughs> mean, but that's,
0: that's something to think about, too, is we are dead set. For the most part, right? We are dead set on Garrett Cole. Almost the entire Angels planet is Angels Nation. They're all set on. I can't believe I just said Angels Nation. Ugh, okay. Um, ain't the Angels uh, family. There we go. Is, uh, you know, they're they're set on it. Okay, but you're right. They, it's not necessarily given. It's not necessarily something that's going to happen. These dudes have free will. It's easy for us fans to sit there and go, well, if I were the GM, I would do this, this, and this, and this. That ignores free will. You could try and do that, sure, but will it happen? Maybe Garrett Cole wants to come West, but even, what if he wants to come West for more money the Angels can afford to pay, considering what are the things they need to fix? What if... The Angels realize, you know what? We just can't go after Cole. We need to have two stars. We need a catcher who can hit and call a game. I think you all know who I'm talking about. Okay? And so it's just not so cut and dry in terms of go get Cole. Well, yes. Definitely go try and get Cole. But what if he's beyond their reach for reasons we don't know? We go back to last year, and none of these these core stars that were out there signed with the team. And two of them I'm glad didn't sign the team, by the way. They had horrible years and they showed they showed that they were beyond the peak of their career, in my opinion. So I look at that and go, Okay, I'm glad they're not here. What would have happened if they had signed them? But also, why didn't they sign? Is it only cash alone? Did the Angels have a set eval on them and they weren't want to go to a set a dollar amount higher? Did those players choose those teams because they were a better fit? Their philosophy was a better fit? Did those players decide, you know what, I think I have a better chance at winning? Givaldi went where? Where did Givaldi sign, guys? Where did he go? Red Sox. What, and they just did what last year?
1: Well, I mean, he pitched, I think he threw in less than 100 innings. So, But I mean, I mean last year, if you are a free
0: agent... And you have a choice between the Angels and the Red Sox last offseason. Who are you picking? Uh, the Probably the Red Sox. Going to the Red, Red Sox. Sox. If they're going to pay, all things being equal, who's more likely to win
1: at Red that Sox. point? The World, world Series team. Yeah, I mean, team so, who the world.
0: Uh, to me, there's, there, it's not just cash. If it was all about cash, then the Yankees would get everybody, the Dodgers would get everybody, and everybody else would suck. And the, they do get their fair amount of players. Don't get me wrong, but it's not out of the it's not out of the ordinary for a person to go. Machado signed with the Padres last year. Yeah, <laughs> in a pitcher friendly ballpark,
2: pitcher friendly ballpark. I mean, come on. That's I was, evidence. I, I was thinking as soon as you said it's not all about the cash. Manny it popped into my head. For a small few people, there are. But for people, I think especially veterans who've who've gotten you know got a little time in the league, they're a little more concerned about winning. I mean, it's like it's like I don't play Powerball. I play just Super Lotto because I I'm fine with I if I win seven million, I don't need a hundred and seven million.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well, let's get back to the questions here because we have a couple more and we're running out of time here. I'm, I'm running out of steam. Uh, this will, let's answer this one quickly, okay? Uh, this is from DAS31. Does anyone know how the players felt on the firing of Ausmus and possibly was it done for future free agents to play Angels baseball? I think we already addressed that. I think in, if you are going to try and get free agents, it makes more sense to have Baden there. But uh, We've heard a couple of players note that they thought that he was a good man, that he was, good, he was a good manager. Besides that, not really. I, and that's, to me, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's usually a sign that that um, things weren't perfect in the clubhouse. Usually, if, if, if players are upset, they make it known. We haven't heard much. Jared, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: No, I don't think we're we've heard much. I don't think we're going to hear much. I don't I think it's just kind of a neutral subject in a way, you know. Well,
2: it, how much did we hear when they didn't renew socialist contract? I think it's a very tight I don't I think they have a pretty good uh, lid on the locker room as far as what leaks out of that locker room for the most part in, in situations like that. So I don't really think we'll ever really know what they thought oh, of him at least in will. the near future. You'll hear something
0: down the line. Near future is different, but you'll hear something down the line. I mean, if if they had a real problem with him, like they could not play for the guy, it would have got out. You, you're not going to put a stop on that. It, it'll get out. But that, that, that all, all it tells me is worst comes to worst. They just thought it was okay. <laughs> they don't want to embarrass the guys. They won't say anything. Or best comes to best. They didn't want to say anything out loud in the clubhouse to took off the club, and, and they kept it to themselves. I mean, there's different reasons for different things. Who knows, honestly. Well, we might be full of it right now, for all we know. Uh, Dalton Eberhard at Dalton underscore Eberhard asks, any under uh, under the radar targets for your free agency your trade that could benefit the Angels next season? I am going to go to Jared for this one. I have thoughts, but knowing Jared by now, he's got this
1: all fleshed out. Jared, any under the radar targets? I mean, I haven't looked at position players yet, but if you want to go pitchers, there's 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 quite a few guys. And I, I mentioned them, Madison Bumgarner, um, Hunjin Ryu. You, I mean, the Angels are going to be in on Garrett Cole. But besides that, there there's quite a few interesting guys for sure. You know, Tanner Roark's a free agent you can get for pretty inexpensive. Kyle Gibson's a free agent. Um, Matt Moore is coming off Tommy John, but he's a free agent now at, only at age 33. Gio Gonzalez is a free agent. Uh, Michael Michael Waka is an interesting guy. He's only twenty nine, he's a free agent. So I mean there's 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 quite a few pitchers and you can always find inexpensive good relievers in the market. There's gonna be a lot of those. Um and then if you want to go the position player way, uh Grandol is gonna be a free agent as well. He's gonna he's gonna be he's arguably the best catcher in the league, but he's gonna he's one of those guys where it wouldn't surprise me if the Angels ran on him too. So
0: it's but those aren't really under the radar, to be honest with you. All those guys, that, in terms of Bumgarner, those aren't under the radar guys. Now, Watcha, you know, like you said, I wouldn't expect the Angels to go after him, so maybe, but to me, it's going to be hard to say under the radar targets, because everybody and their brother knows exactly what the Angels need. So what's really under the radar right now? What is? I can't think of anything that would be shocking. I would expect them to go hard after Grindall honestly, you need that. You need a guy who can hit down the bottom of the lineup, and you need a guy who can call a game. He calls a great game. Grindall's one of the best at calling a game. So why wouldn't you go after him if you're trying to if you're trying to be successful now and trying to help turn around pitching staff? You go get one of the best. So I'll expect the Angels to go hard after him. I, I'd expect the Angels to throw money at him. I think he might, it might be raining cash in his mailbox. Come real quick. He'll open his mailbox and just a. a, a, a cash flying everywhere I, i'm serious
2: I'm, I'm serious john anything no, i just don't know how anybody it, this is what the whole topic of the season has been uh, for at least a, since the last last half of it everybody's talking about the free agents that we need to go out and get so i don't think there's anybody underrated uh, underrated and i you know i, I like um uh, jared's uh I like his optimism of putting together, you know, a more of a, a few starters. It's to make up if we don't get Garrett Cole. I, I, I like that philosophy, but no, I, I don't see any under the radar that we're going to get. I think we're going to go big, go bigger, go home. I think we'll get a mixture of both. Go bigger, go
0: home. I think you'll get. I think, you'll get I think they're going to go after a couple of big dogs, and they're going to have to pay a couple of folks to be stabilizing guys, like a like, like Jared. That was a, good, that was a good one, actually. Jared Tanner O'Rourke was a good one. He'll be a guy who will who will go between a four and four two five year five ERA. He won't be perfect. He'll he'll be solid. He'll never be great, but he'll eat innings for you. That's what Matt Harvey was supposed to do, and that's what Trevor Cahill was supposed to do. But he'll actually do it. Well, then again, we we probably said the same thing about Cahill last year, but, uh, but you know what? That's an open wound. I'm sorry, I can't do it.
2: Actually, I do want to throw out. Looks like Yasiel Puig will be available for right field for us. If that's you know. Are you really going to go down that one? <laughs> well, let's just switch him over to center. Let's just switch him over to center. We've got nothing going on. Really you know,
0: <laughs> uh, the word out here in Ohio, both for the Reds and Indians, is that he did very well for them. Like, his attitude was great. Um, he got in, a, got, got in that big brawl. But, you know, we had a, we had the, the Reds preview early in the year, and he fit in real well in that locker room. He was well-liked. So, you know, that's let the Dodger stuff go by the wayside Pwig might actually be an option, a good one for somebody.
2: That's what the locked on Indians guy told us. He said yeah. he's had a pretty solid season. Stayed underneath the kind of underneath the radar. He'll help somebody.
0: Jared, you got any thoughts here?
1: Nah, you know, I was trying to look up some guys, but I can't get I can't get on there. The website must be down. If you want to go on spot track. Look up the twenty twenty free agents. It's spot track. Spot that's exactly down. what it's called. You, right. Yes, I was just
0: there. I was just there. You can, can see there. all
1: those guys. Yeah, I can't. I can't get on there right now. But that's that's the yeah. place you want to go. You want to go see your 2020 free agents, 2021 free agents, 2022 free agents, whatever free agents you want to go look at. Go look. Go look there, and you can see how much they're paid, how much all that, all that fun stuff.
0: Well, you, but you want to check them out later because right now they actually are literally down. Yeah, they <laughs> can't get on that site is literally down. So, all right, guys. So last question this is my favorite one. For Max Castro, Angels Hall of Fame, who should go in next, and who would you like to see, who would you like to see go in?
1: Who do you guys got, Jared? Uh, I'll start it off with you know Darren Erstad's an interesting name that I now you know I'm looking up the stats or Jared Weaver. You know those two guys aren't aren't in quite in yet.
0: Jared Weaver, what were his numbers that were so? I mean, he was he, for a while there, he was it, man. He was really it. His numbers over the course of his Angels career. Jared Weaver. Um, three all-star appearances. Goes 20-5 and five for the Angels in, in 2012. He uh, has 150 wins total in his career. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't actually have an ERA above 4-5 until 2015. And by then, his, his arm was pretty well spent. Before that, only one year above a four ERA. His 2011, 2012 years: 18-8 eight and twenty and five. Dominant. That's that's pretty good stuff.
1: Yeah, uh, I and, think and that. let's be, and let's be fair here too. I mean, he was on a he was on a Hall of Fame track until that velocity went down too. I believe, I, I, in my opinion, when you look at his, he, he was he was really good for four or five straight years. It's like I said, until that velocity went down.
0: It really kinda of bottomed out. Like he went 2014 18 and nine, three five nine ERA, still struck out hundred and seventy guys almost, hundred and sixty nine. And then the following year just that was it, man. And I would love to have him on the show just kinda of ask him about that, what you know, what went wrong. But that'd be a guy. I think he's a I think he's a
2: good bet, honestly. John, your thoughts? Well, I'm I'll go with Mike Sosha, the only uh, manager to uh lead this team to a World Series.
0: And not just that, all those division titles, multiple playoff appearances. No, there's been no, no greater success in terms of Angels history, in terms of managing, than him. Jim Fergosi's in, and he Jim Fergosi did not have nearly the career that Mike Sosha had. I'm still thinking a couple of names that I had in mind, turns out, were already in. Because I was reading the wrong sheet, so <laughs> that's a little embarrassing. I'm, I'm thinking in terms of performance on the field... Here's my question though, is could you really even do it? Jim Edmonds for the Angels, most of the time, though, was with the Cardinals. But during his time with the Angels, he was very good. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Only problem was he was hurt. Still in two in a nineteen ninety-four, five home runs. Goes ninety-five-95, 95, 33 home runs, 107 RBIs, 96, 27, 66, 20, 97, 26, and 80, 98, 25 and 91 and after that he's traded so for a stretch there for the angels he was very good goes on and moves on to have a great career elsewhere Uh, other guys that come to mind from the geez who else I don't I mean looking at the numbers again for for Edmonds I'm, I'm hesitant I think if he doesn't get hurt he was injury prone for the Angels. I, th- I think if he doesn't get hurt, it's a he'll wind up. He would have want up being a given, but he got hurt so much.
1: What do you guys think, Darren, Darren Erstad? You know you could throw in the mix for sure. Howie Kendrick, maybe. Troy Gloss, I mean, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, Eric Ibar. Yeah. Troy, Troy Gloss maybe? came to my head. Is this insane, yeah. uh, Well,
0: you know, well Troy Gloss. You know, he's a guy you could say too didn't play there long enough. Unfortunately, uh, Desensei? Doug Desensei? yeah, yeah he's Desensei? not in there. Um, we'll look up his stats, but something tells me his stats would have a hard time. Beating.
2: Yeah, if he's not in there by now, he's probably probably not.
1: Well, he was.
0: He, he in fairness to Doug, he joined the team at, during an age where it was it was a dead ball era as it was you weren't hitting much you weren't hitting many home runs. He did hit 30 in A 2 for the Angels with 97 uh, RBI, 30 301 batting average. But that was from that point forward it was downhill for him. He, by the time he his last year at the Angels in A7, he's got 16 home runs, 3 RBIs, he's hitting 234. So he's basically a less productive Calhoun in terms of batting average and uh 86 26 96 256 20 and 78 244 for 85 20 269 for 84 I mean A but he's still part of the A 2 team, the 86 6 team. I think he should deserve a little bit of consideration. A little bit. What do 15th, you
1: think? 15th all time in uh Fangraphs war. But then if you put DeSensei in, you got to put Tori Hunter in, who's right behind him at 16th all-time in Fangraphs War for the franchise.
0: Well, yeah, if but also, how long did Hunter play there?
1: They played uh, the same, almost the same amount of games. DeSensei played 787 games. Tori played 713 games.
0: You know, I can't believe he played there that long. But 2008, 2009, 2010. Uh, so 2008, 2012... He was pretty productive as an angel too, man. Overall, um, but he for the angels one one gold two gold gloves, one silver slugger, two all star appearances. I gotta wonder if he'd sign a couple years earlier. He, he probably would be in. I don't know. Let's you know. what's us ask the fans. Fans, that's a great question. Uh, I would I would say. There are a couple candidates, you know, laugh at our thoughts from it. We're just kind of mulling through it and figuring it out. And I think the definite, I think, Jared, I think you nailed it, Jared Weaver. I think it's kind of a given. He's got to go in for the Angels. But um, your other candidates, folks, send us an email at talkinghillsgmail.com or if you want to get us on Twitter and let us know your thoughts. Who should go into the Angels Hall of Fame next? Mike Mike Sosa and Jared Weaver are the two obvious ones. I have varying thoughts. Some are embarrassing. Um... It's because, uh, like, for example, Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter played five years. Is that long enough to qualify? Five years with the Angels. The other one being Descensus, six years. I'm curious. I'm, what, what are your thoughts, folks? Let us know. And that, with all that, it's time for us to get out of here because I'm sleepy and, and John needs a nap as well. So here we go. You can find us on Twitter at talking halos you can find me at dc apollo you can find jared at jared underscore tims you can find john at Jace crane john don't forget to check us out on apple music you can find us on spotify pretty much anywhere spreaker really is our home base but you can find us anywhere we're on quite quite a few we can count on two hands at least quite a few different podcast outlets before we head out of here jared final
1: thoughts jared final thoughts for us like always spend early spend often and John
2: patience patience next season it's, it's going to get a lot brighter this, the, what is it the other side of the, the you know, I don't know just, next season is going to be much better just be patient
0: okay for me I'm going to say this get ready Angel fans because this is going to be one of those off seasons that you're never going to forget one way or the other it's either going to be horrid and completely took off everybody or they're going to make a move that's going to be like, yes, they're finally back. It's not going to be middle ground. I go with, with Jared here, spend it early, spend often, expect a lot of movement, expect some them to finally start making some trades. They have some trade bait now in the minors. They can't keep them there forever. So buckle the safety belt. It's on. It's on for the Angels. We, haven't even, we don't even have a managers, manager hired yet, and that's where we're going. Okay, so for the entire team, we'll be with you next Sunday night, unless a manager signs. And when that happens, we'll be right back with you for the entire team again. This is Derek C. Paul saying, we're out of (laughs) here.
2: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute, but then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.